0: hello and welcome to the ebay talk podcast fantasy show i'm your host adam castor here is always my co-host at birdsall mr birdsall how are you
1: i hate the Atlanta falcons ditto i hate them i think everyone in america we have many divides in our country in our world really many things that divide us I felt like for once the entire planet was united on one front. Fuck the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Also, happy National Tight End Day, which is a day that I keep forgetting comes around whenever it is. Yay. Yay.
1: Happy National Tight Ends Day. And, and, and thank you to CBS for showing Taylor Swift every literally every time the fucking Chiefs scored, whether it was Travis Kelsey or not.
0: Yeah, well, I'm
1: I'm going to say this. I'm unhinged because I'm like, I'm not feeling great. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say this at risk of being canceled. And I really, I really don't care. I want Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift to break up immediately.
0: I mean, listen, I don't wish that people you know, and a relationship. I mean it's a bit much. No, no, no. no. I know. I I want this done. <clears throat> they
1: I like that Adam word. Adam. No they're rich. They're good looking. They don't date each other for they, they break up tomorrow. She's gonna go find someone else to go write some songs about. He's gonna go find some other girl that he can go a date. Like they,
0: they still have their millions. Well listen, would I shed a tear if the if they break up? No. I no, I don't,
1: I don't have to see her again on, on my fucking national television set when I'm trying to watch football. Like, quite honestly, I don't give a flying rat's ass about Taylor Swift and what she's wearing to the City City game to watch her boyfriend. I don't care. I really don't. I don't care. I don't well, care. Well, it's not about,
0: I mean, it's not about you. It's about growing the game, getting new fans.
1: Yeah, but the problem is the fans they're trying to get by showing Taylor Swift I'm not going to give a rat's ass about the game once Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey break up. I'm not going to care.
0: It's true. Probably. It I a mean, a shit. There might be some people who are like, you know, this is what got me into football. What?
1: Listen, I'm not if saying that, everybody. If that does happen. Amazing, because it, grow, it grows the game for younger people.
0: It's an it. untapped market. People yes. who like Taylor for, Swift. For
1: sure. There for is sure. a yeah. But I'm going to say the overwhelming majority won't give a rat's ass.
0: No, I know. Dude, I, I think that the, that's, that's
1: that's that's my my point, I guess.
0: Well, I think that if they get any sort of, you know, leftover people after this whole situation is over, um, if they get any sort of people who are still here who are Swifties, who are converted to football because of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, I think that's a win. Because It is a win if that
1: happens. If that I happens, think, it is a win.
0: Yeah, because I think the NFL, would it would be great for the NFL to have a more diverse fan base. And that's what this is going for. But, I mean, I get it. It's a little, they're overdoing it a little bit.
1: It's so in your face. It's so in your face. Like, okay, great. All right, cool. They're sleeping with each other. That's that's awesome. That's like that's that's great. Good good for them. Good for them. I don't need to see it every every five fucking seconds. But I'm just trying to watch a football game, and there are people that, that that enjoy it. And good for them. Good for them. Like if if that's your flavor, then good for you. But it's not for me not at all.
0: All right. Well, with that out of the way, let's get into these games. Little topsy turvy. Bizarro World, Velvet Room, Twilight Zone, whatever, sort of week. Opposite land. Another, yeah, another just meh in a in a long line of the of the season. That is the season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to put
0: it. Um, okay. So Thursday. Jacksonville. I didn't even realize that Trevor Lawrence's two losses in college came at the Superdome. Yes. That was a, that was a fun stat that Kirk Herbstreet. Now Michaels pulled out. It was like, wow, I didn't even realize why well, um, that came
1: against Ohio state.
0: Yes. Yeah. Was that the Justin Fields game? I believe no. so. Oh, it was, I believe so. In was it like the year before he got drafted. No, it couldn't have been. I think
1: that's when they lost. I forget. Oh, I forgot. I guess it
0: must have been the year before. In it had, to, it had to
1: have been the year before.
0: Well, that was the daddy. No. no, in 19, Clemson lost to LSU in the national championship. So it must have been the 20 or 18. It was. Or, Hold on. Or maybe it was against Georgia, but that's besides the point. We have a, we have a lot to talk about. Um, it was in the semi. Oh, it was the semi.
1: It was the semi where he got absolutely demolished by Ohio State at
0: the Superdome. Is that in twenty is twenty? Twenty twenty one. Oh, twenty twenty. Oh, so January of twenty one.
1: January second, twenty twenty one. Well January first. Gotcha. January first. Ah.
0: Yes. I do I actually I remember that game. I was at I was working that game at the, the game. Yeah, like not like I was there. I was just like in the studio getting highlights for it, um, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, Justin Fields is so great!" And it, okay, so Trevor Lawrence, yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence playing with the knee. Um, he didn't. I guess he didn't need to do much because Travis Etienne was just Travis Etienne, and um, I mean, Travis Etienne. Listen, I can also admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> I was like, man, Travis Etienne, like in the beginning of the season, like, I don't really see it with Travis Etienne. But this has actually been a good showing for him for the past couple of weeks.
1: It, it's at it, the beginning of the beginning of the year. He didn't look good. There was something that was clearly missing. And then the last three games, he's ripped off six rushing touchdowns. One of those efforts was a 136 yard effort against the Bills, who they were quickly learning that they are not good against the run, and that's a matchup that you could definitely go and exploit. But yeah, Travis Etienne has looked awesome. He's someone that you're starting every single week in your lineups, and it should be no different next week when Travis Etienne gets in a way trip to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers.
0: Yeah. Must start.
1: Uh, Must, must,
0: must start. Any other takeaways for this game before we go into... I mean, we got to talk about the whole Christian Kirk and
1: Calvin Ridley sitch.
0: Oh, again, for the fourth straight for however many weeks, the sixth straight? Yeah, but
1: I'm actually going to defend Calvin Ridley. I'm going to defend him. And I think a lot of this game had to do with Calvin Ridley being followed around the field by Marshawn Lattimore. So that definitely did not help him, which left space for the likes of Jamal Agnew, who had six targets to Calvin Ridley's four. Uh Evan Ingram, who had a really nice, nice game. Evan Ingram, I mean, we talk about, you know, guys that are just underappreciated. Evan Ingram has been awesome for the tight end position this year. Granted, he hasn't scored yet, but he consistently is a seven-eight target a week guy. He hauls in in the range of four to seven catches every single week. So in full-point PPR, that's that's great. And with how bad the tight end position is. Just being that mid and that consistent, mid being a good thing, by the way, this is me saying mid is good. He's basically ripping off top 10 finishes every single week at the tight end position. That is consistency that you crave. So, yeah, the touchdowns, the touchdown, the touchdown thing is annoying. It, it, it definitely is. But those touchdowns are going to come as this Jaguars offense, you know, gets better and better, which hopefully is coming with them. Um they have a bye after they play Pittsburgh. So that definitely helps. I think that's a great time to have your bye, you know, right in the middle of the season like that. But yeah, we got to talk about Kirk and Ridley situation. Don't panic on Calvin Ridley. Don't do it. I know that, you know, I should be taking my victory lap and saying, oh, Christian Kirk had an unbelievable game, 44-yard touchdown. Uh, he's looking awesome, cooking ass, the whole bit. Calvin Ridley is going to have his games. I'm not worried about it. Just look at what happened with Pukunakua and Cooper Cup today against the Steelers. I think there could be good games had next week for both Kirk and Ridley. Uh, But I think it is time that we admit that everyone on this podcast was 100% correct when we all said that the gap between Ridley and Kirk was simply too great. It was either Ridley was too high or Kirk was too low. Whichever side that you, that you want to fall on is fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, I couldn't have said it any better myself with that. Um, yeah. Cool. So for New Orleans, um, Alvin Kamara, just just Alvin Kamara.
1: I said this coming into the year, didn't I? Yeah. I said this, that the appeal with Alvin Kamara was going to be Derek Carr, Checkdown Merchant. And what do we have here?
0: We have 12 catches on 14 targets for Alvin Kamara. He is... The
1: volume that he gets truly is unmatched in, in, in the league right now because of the fact that he's a running back and two is four games. He's had over 10
0: catches. That's simply unheard of. What a great value Alvin Kamara was in drafts.
1: And I traded him. I traded him away. Granted, my team sucked and he wouldn't have helped me all that much. I got a third round pick for him. So, end of the day, it worked out. But, I mean, his schedule, too, coming up is, is awesome. Indy, Chicago, Minnesota, the bye. Yeah, yeah. you are firing up Alvin Kamara. And I honestly, you know, this is like a classic. Bird is going to say sell high in full point PPR. No way. No way.
0: And there is room for growth because Taysom Hill is still here. Go kooks. But Taysom Hill is still here scoring touchdowns, scoring well, the, a Russian touchdown.
1: The growth is in the touchdown department. It's exactly right. One touchdown in four games. Yet he's basically being the this, this stud. You add touchdowns, this Alvin Kamara, you know, soup that we're mixing up here this is a monster this is a monster but the problem is is that you look at the Saints offense and the the offense just stinks the offense stinks and they only put up 24 points great but it's never pretty and they are just a mid 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 team
0: i mean this had the, the looking this looked like a blowout uh like partway through the game and then new orleans kind of came back Jacksonville kind of put their foot off the gas and then, you know, they were a, they were fingertips away from the saints were the saints were fingertips away from tying this game up.
1: It's also a huge problem when you can't get your number one receiver, the guy you're supposed to be building your team around involved. And you have a quarterback that seemingly has no interest in getting him involved. That's a problem. Yeah, it's true. It's absolutely true. Say what you want about Andy Dalton. And I've said a lot of things about Andy Dalton. But what did Andy Dalton do last year? Got Chris Olave the ball. Granted, I also understand that Michael Thomas wasn't there. Uh, Alvin Kamara was ineffective. But Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas are not going to be there forever. Olave is. And I don't know if this is Dennis Allen's way of, you know, just being like, oh, you know, whatever. Because he's probably going to get fired at the end of the year anyway. But you have to get Chris Olave the ball. And you know, the fact that we're sitting here and we're talking about Michael Thomas getting red zone looks and we're just begging Chris Olave to get the ball. It's 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 ridiculous. It it really, really is.
0: It's true. I mean, yeah, that touchdown to Michael Thomas should have probably gone to Chris Olave. But like it's kind of the Saints are are a weird team. And also, I mean the cap situation for them is terrible. Yeah, but I mean that's yeah, that's that's an off-season problem. But yeah, I just don't even know. They just don't know what they want to be with New Orleans. They need to tank. They need to tank rebuild. Yeah. Well, with with what they're gonna what cut all their they already have like a mil like a billion dollars in dead cap. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's a tough rebuild. Yeah, it's them.
1: tough yeah, it's really tough they're trying it's to a, keep a sinking ship afloat
0: yeah it's just mediocre yep yeah very um okay so let's go into today and start off with the Indianapolis Colts and the Cleveland Browns what a wild game what an absolutely wild wild this game this is fun this was a lot of fun um, big story with uh Cleveland is obviously Deshaun Watson. Um, like, well, he is injured. Look at this shit. Their kicker I, had 22 fucking points. I know. Is but that yeah, wild?
1: Yeah, yeah, wild, wild. But yeah, Deshaun Watson, that's a it's, It is a big story. Oh, you know, It is a uh,
0: big story. This dude, one for have... five with five yards and a pick. I mean, listen. I am loving this, but you know, still we have uh, to talk about it. Deshaun Watson is droppable. Give you a negative two today,
1: he is droppable in one quarterback. Simple. He doesn't well, look yeah. good. He does not look good. And this is every player that now is going to be holding out in the future for a very f- fully guaranteed contract or had plans on doing it to see, you know, Deshaun Watson just stinking up the joint like this—it's bad. And, and listen, you could, you could take all the off-field stuff aside. Again, it is just absolutely incredible to me what has happened with Deshaun Watson. I mean, this was a guy that was at one point he was a top-five quarterback in the entire league. This was a guy that we were talking about saying, "This is a, this is a legit MVP candidate." This is a guy that could bring a team to a Super Bowl. And it's all just falling apart.
0: Yeah. Well, you have a, a year with the shitty Texans in 2020. Mm-hmm. And that, which honestly was a great, was probably the best year, was actually the best year of his career, was with the shitty 2020 Texans, where he threw for 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, and seven picks. Then you sit out for a year. And then you get suspended for 11 games and everything else. It's just. It's dumb. I mean, but also it makes sense because yeah. it's hard to just take a year off. A year and a half, basically off of playing football and then come back like nothing happened and be like, oh, I'm still in my prime. Like yeah, but, is fine.
1: And what's crazy, too, is that we're talking about the Browns as if they're like two and four, one and five. They're a 4-2 team. Yeah, with a great defense. Y- yeah, my... this is this is a team with legitimate playoff hopes where they're trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do a quarterback. Yeah, like if Sean Watson was half of the guy that he was in Houston. This is a team that we could be saying could be a dark horse to make a run. But he just hasn't been that. And, and full credit to P.J. Walker, because, man, it was sloppy at times, but end of the day... He made the throws that he needed to make, made the plays he needed to make, and they won the game. Well,
0: I mean, there was some pretty questionable
1: officiating. For sure. For sure. But you cannot take away from the fact that PJ Walker came in in a tough spot and delivered and got the Browns a win because we, this is a completely different conversation that we're having if the Browns are three and three versus if the Browns are four and two and the Browns are four and two because of PJ Walker and because yeah. of that defense. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is a no doubt Hall of Famer. He is one of the best defensive players that I've seen in my lifetime, without a doubt. He, he's great. He is absolutely amazing. Yeah, and I'm I'm 27 years old, so yeah. You know, there's some people, some older listeners that are just going to be like, "Oh, but have you seen this guy? This guy? This guy?" 27 years old. So you know, take that for what you will. We
0: weren't a al- lot. Yeah, we weren't alive when Lawrence Taylor and Reggie White were playing.
1: Right. Miles Garrett. Same- Miles Garrett is one of the best defensive players that I've I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, he is it's, just,
1: oh my god, it's a Hall of Famer. He is a he is a Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah. Um, another player that we should probably have a conversation about is Amari Cooper.
1: Just bad day, bad yeah. day, rip up what you saw, move on. It's tough. Browns put up thirty nine points and he only has one catch. Like that's that's incredibly incredibly tough. But he has two. He had two
0: catches. Two. OK, two, two for 22,
1: two for 22 on a targets though. It just it just wasn't falling to him um when it had to. Better days are coming for Amari Cooper. Don't 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 panic. Don't worry about it. Continue to fire him up.
0: Yeah. By the way, I do have to thank you because you said something about Josh Downs in the preview mm-hmm. and how much you love Josh Downs this yep. week and oh, rest of season. I saw. Yeah, I know. I know what you do. You come on. You come on out here. You pick. My, you
1: pick my brain. Then you go and uh, you go and utilize what I say. And and you try and use it against me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know how it works. I'm used to it by now.
0: Okay. Well, Josh Downs did great in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, he was helped by that long touchdown, but still, still a great uh, game for him.
1: And he could have another great game. Next week, I think Michael Pittman's going to be dealing with a lot of uh, Marshawn Lattimore when the Colts play the Saints. I think we could have another nice game for Josh Downs next week. It's now two games in a row with a touchdown for for Mr. Downs. And, uh, yeah, it's very clear that Gardner Minshew really, really likes him. Jonathan Taylor with a nice day, too. Jonathan Taylor finally getting getting into the end zone. i uh, like to see that.
0: Workload. And Gardner Minshew himself
1: had a great day, too. Two rushing touchdowns definitely helps. But the number the number I think everyone wanted to see was, you know, the kind of touches that Jonathan Taylor was getting to to Zach Moss, dead split. Nineteen, nineteen. First time that Zach Moss has not had the majority of the of the the share of the Colts backfield. So Jonathan Taylor is getting more and more work, which is a great sign. Continue to fire him up because he's just gonna get better from here with, with with Jonathan Taylor.
0: Yeah, actually, according to the box score, it was 21 touches for Taylor because the 18 carries three catches the Moss had 18 carries and one catch so
1: oh uh, yes you're right you're right because I, I saw I saw the number here and it was it was one touchdown by mistake but yes
0: your statement still, same. still stands yeah your still statement same. still stands yeah Jonathan Taylor did outtouch uh, Zach Moss
1: which is great news
0: yeah absolutely uh okay cool so let's go into Foxborough, Massachusetts, and I—Who would have thought, frankly? Who would who would have thought about Buffalo? Bill Belichick just well, he ain't going were, anywhere. Yeah, and then there's the stealth announcement, like oh, Bill Belichick signed a contract extension, but didn't tell anybody. Pulled it all, pulled the Lou Lamorella. It's like yeah, we signed a contract extension, but we didn't tell anybody in the off mm-hmm. So he's he's not getting fired, um, and he's probably not resigning either at the end of the season. Nope. Um. So yeah, but really, I mean, and then he gets his three hundredth win in uh, at home in Foxborough. Yep. So yeah, but.
1: I mean, I tell you what, this is a bad teams that there's bad day for teams that are one tank Denver. Yeah. The Patriots, uh, the bears and hey, the Cardinals lost Cardinals did lose Cardinals did lose and Carolina yep. didn't play this week.
0: Yep. Carolina wins by staying idle. Well, the bears win the Bears win because of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the bears might have their quarterback of the future. Who knows? Come on now. (laughs) But the Bills. Um, Josh Allen. I don't know. Also, I mean, Josh Allen has done this for his entire career, but I just hate how Josh Allen just fishes for calls all the fucking time. He's such a diva. That's unbelievable. What do you mean? He's awesome. Look at the
1: film. He's He's such a... He's such a prima donna, Adam. You clearly are not watching every other game in the National Football League, if you are only calling out Josh Allen when he wants a call. Everybody does it. Patrick Mahomes does it every goddamn week.
0: Yeah, he does.
1: Everybody does it. Okay, yeah, Josh. Josh Allen might do it. They might do it more than most. Everybody does it. Everybody, who cares?
0: Well, you know, the Jets haven't gotten a roughing the passer call in like two years. So oh, I can boo hoo. Oh boo hoo. Let's make it about the New York Jets. Boo hoo. When Josh Allen can get can get touched, two hand touched, and officials are like roughing the passer.
1: I don't know what you want me to tell you.
0: Okay. That's besides the point.
1: The Jets didn't even play this week, and we're still talking about the New York Jets.
0: No, they didn't. Uh big uh, big game next week for them. Um yeah, Stefan Diggs got a nice touchdown. He did. Um he, did,
1: but he was he was kept um kept pretty in check today
0: by by Mr. Belichick. Honestly, in the first half, I was like, I could literally hear your voice, your voice in my head saying, Well, you know, Bill Belichick always wants to shut down one player. He on takes one team. guy
1: away. He always does. And he took, um, he took Diggs away. Granted, Diggs did score and he didn't kill you, but from a statistical outlay, this was his worst game of the season, if you, if you take away the touchdown. The other one, 7 for 66 against Bill Belichick's protege, Josh McDaniels. Uh, of the course. Belichick coaching tree. The Belichick Coaching Tree shutting down shutting down Stefan Diggs. Outside of those two games, he's had a hundred yards every single week.
0: The Belichick Coaching Tree only sometimes successful. Yep. Yep. But Diggs, Diggs did not kill you. Diggs
1: did not kill you today. Uh you 17 Cook, points.
0: Yeah, he like, didn't kill you. No. He didn't kill you at all. James I Cook I wouldn't even complain about that.
1: James Cook, welcome back. After two bad weeks, James Cook had a very, very, very nice week. Very nice week for Mr. Cook. Got the got the receiving touchdown, which really helped him. But if you take that away, still a solid week for for James Cook. And this is just part of the problem with him: is when they get in inside the ten yard line, who are they giving the ball to? They're giving it to Lat Murray, and yep. that's just extremely annoying. Or they're giving it to Josh Allen, and you know who had the the one yard touchdown today? Josh Allen. Four out of the last five. Josh Allen's had a rushing touchdown. It, that's going to be annoying to anybody who has who has James Cook, but he's got to hope that the Bills are going to be in, in games like this where they're putting up a shit ton of points, and James Cook is going to be is going to be getting his hold on one. But there is something I want to talk about uh, with this game. And that's a tight end position here with Kincaid and Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox only one catch in the game. One catch for 10 yards, three targets.
0: Yeah, and then Dalton Kincaid led the team in receiving with eight catches for 75 yards on eight targets. On eight targets. He caught all eight of his targets.
1: Yeah. It might be happening where Kincaid, the tide could be turning a little bit. Now, I want to see it. I want to see another week of this. I'm not saying it's happening for sure, but the signs are absolutely promising that Cade was getting more than Knox. And to be fair, Knox, just, he ain't it. He ain't yeah. it. Cade well, uh, yeah. is... Have to I get mean, him
0: it, more involved. You, you it, have to. They drafted him for a reason. And they drafted him high, too, for mm-hmm. a
1: reason. They traded over Dallas to to take him. Yeah. And Bills, they're 4-3, and three, so they've got to figure their shit out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for New England, is this like a... This is enough of a bounce back for Ramondre? I don't know. He didn't, like, light the world on fire, but... No. No. Is there I'm anything, still, is there anything I'm you can take away still, from this game? Really? The Patriots won a football game. Yeah.
1: Like, here's how I look at the Patriots, right? We could sit here and we could circle around the same talking point that we've gone through every single week. There's not a single Patriot that's going to help you win anything. Like, I just kind of if If you have any New England Patriot on your roster, you're going nowhere fast. And trust me, there are plenty of teams that where I have, you know, the likes of Ramondre Stevenson, and those teams are terrible for a reason. It's because it's a guy you spent a third round pick on who's in a shitty offense where they're just they're just not getting the job done. And we're sitting here and we're you know trying to ponder and think about, oh, oh man, you know, why why are the Patriots not do, not doing what they're what they're supposed to be doing? Because this offense just is is like in slow motion. Granted, this was a a, a monster step forward for the Patriots offense. Like let's let's not get that confused. Beating the Bills is, is a statement win. I don't care how you do it. They did it, and good for them because that, that that that's a big win for them. But putting everything aside, what do we talk about at the at the beginning of the season, Adam? How many touchdowns? We're well and truly in this offense. We said we're lucky if they get 30, right? Yeah.
0: They have 11 offensive touchdowns. And we're basically... We're going into week eight. Yeah, so we're more or less halfway into the season. More or less halfway, right. They're basically... They're projected
1: in and around that 30 number.
0: So if they keep pace... Probably like 28 to 30 touchdowns. About, about that,
1: yeah. I believe the exact, num- the, the exact number, if my math is correct, is in, is like 28 point something. Yeah, it sounds about right. Which is the big concern. It was the big concern coming into the season. was Were there 30 touchdowns in this offense? The answer clearly right now is no, they're not. And it's, yeah. it, it's, it's causing a bit of a, a struggle for... Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, managers, and if you can get rid of them, do it. You absolutely do it. See what you can get. But I mean, it's not going to be much. I saw there was a trade. There was a trade today in, in one of my leagues where it was the both New England running backs for Gus Edwards and Drake London. I think if you can get something similar to that, I think that's awesome. I think you've done really, really well for yourself.
0: In hindsight, this week that trade looks pretty good. It does for the for the person getting Gus Edwards and Drake London. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like really good, like almost steel worthy. But I mean, it's been a week and like part of this, you
1: get out of of this shitty situation in New England, which
0: is even better. Right. And like not every team, the NFL is a week by week league. There was a point where I was watching Reds and I was like, why even make predictions? Because it's (laughs) it's so there's so many times where they just it just blows up in your face. This league is funny. This <laughs> league is funny. Like, why even bother? It's it's like it literally is Sisyphus point, just pushing the rock up the hill. Yes. Trying to make predictions about this league. Exactly. Um. So not every not every league or not every uh, week or game means something for the future. It could just be a good a good game. Anomalies happen. Yeah, anomalies happen.
1: Anomalies happen. All the time.
0: And so let's talk about after this. Actually, I want to segue into my anomaly conversation and talk about the Detroit Lions going into Baltimore.
1: I knew you were going there.
0: <laughs> I was going to, to another game, but I was like, you know what? This this fits. There, there's an opening here. So I'm going to talk about it. And uh, yeah, so I mean, no David Montgomery. Jameer Gibbs scored his first NFL touchdown. Great.
1: About fucking but, time for Jameer Gibbs. Granted, there was Craig Reynolds who was banged up and
0: nobody else. Yeah, well, I mean, granted, the Lions were down 28 nothing. Right.
1: Oh, they pretty got... Pretty
0: quickly. They got both. This is the
1: best the Ravens looked all season. And this, this, I know, this gives, this gives big time cadence to the theory that they are coasting and they are playing at the level of the opponents that they are going up against.
0: And but the Lions are supposed to have a good defense.
1: Oh, their defense got taken to school. No, they, I know. There, the, the, there was one team that showed up at that game, and it was not the Detroit Lions. I am aware. The Ravens looked real good. And this yeah. is the first time that I'm saying that all season. The Ravens. Looked great. But got to talk with the Lions. Amonra St. Brown. Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs getting the Russian touchdown. Huge for him. And this is the big game I think everyone's been kind of waiting for with him. This is your sell high opportunity for Jameer Gibbs. Sell. 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 Please. Merciful God. Do it. If you have the opportunity. Get out of this if you can go go to the David Montgomery manager, see what he could do, and you figure it out from there. Aminro St. Brown, goodness gracious. 13- 19 targets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 13 catches. 19 targets. That's 25 catches in the last two weeks. As if you needed me to tell you this, start him up. As for Jared Goff and what the hell happened, the Ravens have not allowed 250 air yards all season. All season. Until today. Until today. And it was 284. Yeah. Like, so like. Do you know how many how many passing touchdowns they've allowed, Adam? Passing touchdowns.
0: Passing touchdowns? I'm going to say two. Lula, four. Four. Four.
1: In seven games, they've allowed four passing touchdowns. Granted, their opponents were Houston, zero. Cincinnati, two. Indianapolis, one. Cleveland, nil. Pittsburgh, one. Tennessee, nil. Detroit, nil. This is a good defense. Good defense. defense. The offense was coasting. But everything just clicked into place for this game. Lamar Jackson. Oof. This was was your big Lamar Jackson game. This was one of those big games that, you know, he gives you every couple weeks throughout the year. This was one of those big-time Lamar Jackson games. Rushing touchdown to boot. Three passing touchdowns, two to Mark Andrews. Happy tight end day. Yeah, this is a really, really, really good day for for Lamar Jackson. Really, really, really good. And you like to see like to see that too, because when Lamar Jackson is on, dude's one of the most exciting players to watch in the league when when, when he's
0: on. Yeah, absolutely. And um, anything else for Baltimore or Detroit? But-
1: nice to see mark andrews uh getting two touchdowns that was that was really 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 good i think i think a little bit overdue for andrews you know when we've been waiting for like one of those mark andrews games had the 25 in week number 4 against cleveland but then outside of that has been just kind of meh he's been a little bit a little bit touchdown dependent you know his big games 15.5 25 and 22.3 and full point ppr have all come in games when he scored um but Good sign for Mark Andrews, and he gets the Arizona Cardinals next week, who stink against tight ends. So you're continuing to fire up Mark Andrews. And for, for the wide receivers, Zay Flowers, another another really just good, solid day. Granted, the 18.8 yards per catch that he had definitely helped him, but didn't need to really do much. I mean, this game was over quick, as we, as we alluded to before. So uh, keep churning out your Ravens, especially next week versus Arizona
0: yes uh one weird thing for the lions speaking of receivers is jameson williams six targets but zero catches yep for zero yards zero yeah, for- this was this was a concern that i had with jameson
1: williams that we just needed to look at the the possibility that jameson williams may not just be that good and yeah. i'm not saying he's done or anything like that but I I think I said it. It was on last week's program.
0: Probably. I, I mean, it's barely. I, he barely. He's barely played. Yeah, it's
1: it's still early. Like I'm not saying that he has no chance or, or anything like that. But I think people just need to need to look at this and say, okay, maybe it's quite possible that Jameson Williams is not going to be the guy that we all thought that he was. And obviously, like I like I said last week, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. I'm not wishing any ill toward him. I don't want to see his career. You know not pan out. Like I want to, I want to see him do well, obviously. Um, But I just hate it. I hate when people lock into a certain take and they stand by it. No matter what, no matter what the scoreboard tells you or what your eyes tell you, they just stick by the take. And trust me, I'm guilty of it. So I'm not, not saying that I'm not because it happens to be more times than I can count, but it's a flaw that I work on. But there are people who still say Jamison Williams is is better than Ross St. Brown. I've heard I heard that a couple times today. I'm just like, what? Are you smoking crack? That's
0: that's ridiculous. Just I don't think so. No. I mean no. i I hate that. I hate it when people do that too. I hate it when I do that. Honestly, everybody
1: does it. Everybody does it. And that's okay. That's okay. It's, it's not. It's not like a bad thing or anything. But you know, we just got to work on admitting sometimes we were wrong. I think I've gotten. I think I've gotten better at that. I think you've gotten better at that um, as well, and we just need to accept it that sometimes uh, takes her our, our bad. But I, I, I also was not really on the Jameson Williams train as much, so I can't, I can't go out of my way and say that I was, you know, right or wrong about something with in regards to, to Jameson Williams. But it's still early. It's still early. I'm not saying you know that I was 100 percent right or that I was 100 percent wrong it's still very 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 early for him. Um he's still learning, he's still growing. Obviously being out of the league for basically a year and a half uh hasn't helped him in in any regards. He's still learning the job. Give him give him time. He's still you still hold him, but if there's someone else that pops that you think is going to be better than Jameson Williams, I think he's okay to drop.
0: Yeah. I mean I don't know. Being wrong about Jason Williams isn't gonna like make you wake up in a cold sweat at night. Right. Right. And I if,
1: what what's what's the most you're getting out of Jameson Williams, right? Well, not a lot. Is he because... getting is he getting more work than Amon No. No. Is he getting more work than Sam Laporta? No. No.
0: He's he getting, getting more work, work than
1: David Montgomery. No. Nor Jameer Gibbs. I don't even think it's going to get more work than Jameer Gibbs. I agree with you. So right yeah. then and there, he's competing for targets with Josh Reynolds.
0: So he's basically like a number two, number, f- he's number, a number three, number
1: three number... wide receiver in this offense right now at most.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's whatever. I just feel like, I mean, I didn't know that people said to you that they thought that James Williams was better than Amon Ra, but I saw it on thought...
1: Twitter. No, I saw it on Twitter.
0: Oh, um, I just thought it was interesting looking at the box score. I was like, huh, oh, six targets, but no catches. That's weird."
1: Weird. Yeah. Very, very, very weird.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Next game, we have the New York Football Giants. Throwback uniforms, throwback style game. Keep uh, on wearing a- those uniforms. Hey, they look nice. Honestly. They are nice.
1: They're nice, and the helmets, the helmets too. Ooh, those are nice unis.
0: Honestly, I like that shade of blue with the Giants. I do too. I do too. It's very, very nice. Anyway, so the Giants. Yeah. Um. Man, was is Daniel Jones the problem? I'm not
1: going to say yes, but I'm not going to say no either.
0: Well, I mean, maybe Daniel Jones is more hurt than we thought, and that's why he was just standing like a statue in the offense behind that offensive line, but like. It's like, how much do you blame offensive line play on quarterbacks versus the line itself? I think Daniel
1: Jones' problem was that he just held onto the ball for for way too long.
0: And I've never seen that before.
1: Yeah, exactly. It never, you've never seen that before as a Jets fan. But he held onto the ball for way too long, and and, and you know tried to hope that routes would develop, just weren't weren't there. Um, yeah, it's a rod. You look good. He looked well, he's really, really, game. really good, and got his got all of his playmakers involved. This was the big game we were waiting for, Darren Waller, and it finally happened. I mean, oof! It just feels like the the, the door has finally opened for Waller, and like that was that was nice. That was nice to see, and then anybody who was patient with him. He got rewarded in a a big way. Barkley, very nice day for for Saquon Barkley. a Really solid, solid, solid effort. But again, I think it just comes down to, you know, this is what the Giants are. You just got to hope that your guy, which odds are, is going to be one of Saquon or Darren Waller, is going to get his in a functioning offense. And right now, based on the last two weeks, the Giants offense has looked better than it has all season.
0: Yeah, I mean, is this like if Daniel Jones is healthy, it's like who starts against the Jets next week? I think it's Daniel Jones, but
1: I would think the leash is thin, even yeah. with even with the contract that Daniel Jones has.
0: Well, I would hope it's Daniel Jones because Terod Taylor is a Jets killer. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I... I would be happy if Daniel Jones would start, but yeah, I mean, there might be a bit of a quarterback controversy brewing on the blue side of New Jersey.
1: I'm not, again, I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no.
0: Okay. I'm just putting that out
1: there. And, um, And off the record,
0: I think you're right. <laughs> okay. Off the record, but on the recording.
1: On off the record, round the recording. Yes, don't okay. hold me. Don't hold me to it. Okay, but in my opinion,
0: yes. Well, I mean, you can only you can't predict the future. You can only judge based on what your eyes see. So, what you're looking at is a completely different offense. And
1: I can tell you right now that the eye test has passed with Terod Taylor in the Giants' offense the last two weeks.
0: Yeah. Um, and talking about the commanders. Congratulations to Brian Robinson to be for being the best player named B. Robinson this week. Good, yeah. good for you. He's the only B. Robinson I know. <laughs> uh but Sam Howell, most sacked quarterback in the league, he could break is it David Carr? It's probably David Carr's record, right? For I most sacks so. I believe it is still,
1: I believe it is still David Carr.
0: That's rough, but at least, you know, Sam Howell uh, gets the yardage, gets some yardage. He doesn't like throw a lot of touchdowns, um, but, you know, Tara McClure, he gets Terry McClure on the ball, which is good. Jahan Dotson had a pretty good bounce back, except he, you know, dropped that catch on fourth down.
1: I was going to say that fourth down, that fourth down uh, non-catch was brutal.
0: Yeah, I don't know. They were trying to say like, oh, you know, he threw it behind. I was like, it hit him right in the hands. Hit though. him right in the hands.
1: Him right in the yeah. again. It's like every every receiver is going to say that you should uh, that ball should be caught.
0: Hit him in both hands. Also, like you know, that's that's a catchable ball for him.
1: It's a very catchable ball. But I mean, Sam Howell is doing I guess what he has to do, and that's get your best player the ball. That's Terry McLaurin. So he's a top twenty guy most weeks.
0: McLaurin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Top. Top 24, I think, is safe. Yeah. I mean, it's better than it was like earlier this season. Oh, for sure. For sure. Howell Howell has grown very slowly.
1: Like, it seems to be two steps forward, one step back
0: with him. Well, this is basically his rookie year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know there's some people that are calling for Jacoby Brissett. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Ron Rivera is going to go down with the Sam Howell ship. That if Sam Howell's getting pulled,
0: it's not going to be because of Ron Rivera. Well, the thing is, it's like, you know what Jacoby Brissett is at this point. And like, he's good. He's a good, serviceable backup. Every, every team would want a backup like Jacoby Brissett. Yep. But Sam Howell is like, you need to know what you have in Sam Howell before you potentially look at drafting a guy in 23 or 24.
1: It's like I said, I just think that Ron Rivera is going to go down with the sinking ship.
0: I mean, if Sam Howell is going to sink,
1: Ron Rivera is going down with him.
0: At least know that you, you know, made the wrong pick. If that is the case or made the right pick, if that's the case, as opposed to just playing Jacoby Brissett because you want to win games, and then having Sam Howell be a big question mark heading into the off season.
1: Well, I think you also got to look at you know the Washington situation. They have a new owner. What's the new owner going to want to do? He might want to bring in his own guy. So, if he could bring in his own guy, that means the the, the protection that Sam Howell has would be gone with no Ron Rivera because Ron Rivera was the guy who elevated Sam Howell. Yeah. And uh, that's not saying Sam Howell's bad or, or, anything, or anything like that. I think I think there's a, there's promise there. I think it's more promise I think a lot of people are going to give him credit for. But it was just a bad day. It was a bad day and I give full credit to the Giants. Giants played by far and away their best game of the season today. That defense was all over the field. Making plays, laying hits out. That was physical New York Giants football. That they should be playing. They should be playing every every single week, especially with those coaches that they have in Brian Dayball and Wink Martindale. That old school physical style football that they that they want to be playing. That was Giants football. That was the kind of football they were playing last year when they were winning games and making that run to the playoffs.
0: Yep. And uh we'll see if they can continue doing that. Yeah. Going forward. Um, all right. I'm skipping I feel like we're going to spend a lot of time in Tampa so we're going to we're going to skip that for for a bit and go to Chicago and talk about wow well, actually Tyson Bajan's stat line looks worse than I thought it was going to
1: I mean I tell you I tell you what with with Mr. Bajan he in a way also did What he was supposed to do. He got his guys involved. They lean on the running game. Heavy. Which. calls that to happen. With. With. You know. A really. Really. Green quarterback in there. Deontay Foreman. looked. I'm. I'm a little worried about. Roshan. Because. How. How do you make. Deontay Foreman. A healthy scratch. After. He rips off. 16 carries for 89 yards, two touchdowns, three catches, 31 yards, and a receiving touchdown. How do you healthy scratch that guy?
0: You don't. You got to ride with the hot hands.
1: You have to. You have to. And even if Ro- even if Roshan's Ro- back next week, all right, great. He'll be in a committee. It'll be him and, and Deonta Foreman. You, you could probably drop Roshan Johnson now. Yeah. That I dream so. of him taking over as the guy. I think is dead. Well, what else to happen
0: done? when Claire Herbert comes back in a couple of weeks? No, this is gonna be even more of a mess. Oh, that just the bear what else is new? Basically, since like 2017, the Bears running back situation has been a mess.
1: Right. Right. It's it's just a mess.
0: Mess, 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 mess. Yeah. So I mean, good for Deontay Foreman. Absolutely, he, he had an opportunity, plus matchup for him, and he took advantage of it. But Deionse and... Foreman has is good for one of these games a year, basically. Yeah. He had a 3 touch, He had a three-touchdown game with Carolina last year. He did. He Unless did. I started. Forget. I started
1: him that three-touchdown game too. Did not have a piece of this one today, unfortunately.
0: I didn't either. But um, I mean, you gotta you gotta look at that and be encouraged. But absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then with the Vegas Raiders, I am disappointed that the Raiders are like, oh no, we're not trading Devontae Adams. Why? Why are you not trading Devontae Adams?
1: Uh, because you're not going to get the return for him that You would want to get for him in the middle of the season. Yeah. And in the hopes that this could be rectified, worked out. I mean, him getting fed like he did definitely helped, but the offense putting up twelve points and he got fed with a backup quarterback. What's going to happen when Jimmy Garoppolo comes back?
0: Yeah, is he going to get fed that consistently? I don't think so. Well, not even a, just a backup; it was a third string quarterback. Through well, actually, he didn't score He didn't score a touchdown, but. Um. It was the combination of Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell um that led the Raiders offense to twelve points against the Bears. A team that everyone is like, Oh wow, this team sucks. And yeah. they scored twelve points. That's rough, buddy.
1: No, but listen. Raiders Raiders are a they are a closeted mess. But Jacobi Myers scoring again. This dude, he's really he's really something. He's really something. I mean, what he's been able to do here in Las Vegas with the Raiders, three straight weeks with a touchdown, five on the season overall. The guy is just awesome. Yeah, I mean, good for him. You have to keep starting him. You you have to keep starting him. I ranked him as a top 24 option this week. You have to keep rolling him out. And so the wheels fall off, basically. And there's no signs that they're going to. That's the thing, is that normally I could see this kind of situation and say, oh, yeah, maybe the wheels are going to fall off eventually, sure. This is a guy in four of his six games, he's had double-digit targets. Like, the wheels are not falling off of this. Sure. Is he going to have a down game potentially here and there? It, yeah, it's possible, but it hasn't. It, it it doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. Just every quarterback that he's involved with, they just love him.
0: It's true. All right, let's go and talk about the Atlanta Falcons going into Tampa Bay. Somehow they won this game. Um, because Baker Mayfield threw a pick. At the end of the game. That's how they won. And then young way young way. kicked the uh, game winning field goal. But. What else is there to talk about besides. Bijan Robinson.
1: Well, he had a headache. And listen. Put this out there. It's probably a bad idea for any. NFL player to be going out there and playing football. A contact sport when you have uh a pre-existing head issue. I think it's probably a bad idea. So, putting all, all fantasy loyalties aside, did the Falcons do the right thing? Yeah, yeah, they did. They did the right. Well, thing. not entirely, but because it would have been just fucking nice to at least have a heads up.
0: Yeah, that's a little scummy, honestly. I mean, let's be let's. You know, talk about the elephant in the room. People gamble on the sport, mm-hmm. and people play fantasy. Yep, duh. As yep. we are sitting here, I think that the people who are playing fantasy, like the, this, is a rule for this. Is why these injury report rules are in place.
1: Yeah, but it could have popped up this morning. That's that's. The, the other side to the coin. And I've heard nothing about this. Well, I'm gonna find then, I'm gonna find out more. Like, I'm listen, gonna do, I'm gonna do some big time dating on this.
0: Then listen then list him as inactive. Why even suit him up is the problem. Decoy.
1: Decoy. That's... we see it all the time. We see it all the time. We have to remember that these coaches are out here to do one thing and one thing only. They're not here to please the fantasy managers or the betters or anything like that. They're and out why? here to win games. And if Arthur Smith pulls Bijan Robinson and he's a last minute scratch or in inactive with an injury, we're sitting here and we're saying, "What the fuck?" Thank you for the heads up, but what the fuck? From a non fantasy perspective, I know this is the fa- this is a fantasy show, and you're going to continue to roll up B. John Robinson next week. Like this is an anomaly game for him, but. For the Falcons from the Falcons' point of view, and I know exactly what I'm gonna hear from anybody I talk that I talk to with Atlanta. I talk to two people from the Falcons pretty regularly. They're gonna tell me the same thing, I know it. They're gonna say it's better to have Bijan suit up, be on the sideline, and have them anticipate that we're going to use Bijan, even though we know he's not well, versus get them something to work with, put him in street clothes and re- make them realize, okay, we're not facing him today. That's exactly what they're going to say. And I don't blame them for that position because they're right. If yeah, there's but no but... concussion involved, if it's just, it's just oh, he's not feeling 100%, it's an illness, then, okay, then suit him up, don't use him. If he's not well, you don't play him, but you at least keep the defense on your toes. There could be something coming with Bijan, even if there's nothing that's going to be happening at all.
0: Well, listen. I see you, I see their point of view, but if it's a health issue, it's and like it's not safe to play him at all. Listen, I get the decoy thing, but why even put him out there for set for you know however many snaps and give him the one carry? At but that's the, end the thing. Of the game? I,
1: I don't think it was ever an issue of his, if it being safe or not safe to play him. I think it was more. We're gonna air with the side of caution if he's not feeling great and not play him at all.
0: I guess it's just it
1: it's sucks. You no, know, it absolutely yeah. sucks. And I started Bijan today. He put he had a point three in my lineup. Like that yep. sucks. It really, really does. But end of the day, I know where the team is coming from. I know exactly what these people are gonna tell me. And it's exactly what I just laid out. It was better to use Bijan as a decoy than to have him in street clothes. And at the end of the day, these people are going to do what's best for their team, not what's best for us schmuck fantasy managers.
0: Yeah, I get it. But whatever, you know, you it happens. It's fantasy. You deal with it. It sucks. It it sucks. It Yeah, that's it. But honestly, even going into this game, Bijan... His usage was pretty concerning. That's the thing.
1: Um, the last thing that I want to get to before we, before we move on to to Tampa, because we don't want to be here all night. Um, there were moments where I was saying to myself, all right, even if Bijan was 100% and he were healthy, he would be getting the ball here. So what are we even talking about?
0: It's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a fair point. Like, all those red zone carries that were going to Tyler Algier. Algier he'd
1: be getting those regardless.
0: Yeah. I mean they had the for the whole first drive, I think it was without Bijan, Drake London, or Kyle Pitts on the on the field.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Just football malpractice. hundred percent. Or fantasy malpractice. I mean, I think they scored a touchdown on that drive, but fantasy malpractice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the Falcons were lucky to win this game. So, yeah. Um, Tampa Bay, correct about Mike Evans. Woohoo! We all knew that Mike Evans was gonna you know catch that long bomb <laughs> for a touchdown, as it, as is foreseen. Chris Godwin still doing well, mm-hmm. but the running game for the Bucks is still. Thank God for PPR. Because if not, Rashad White, I people would have a lot more, you know, mean things to say about him. But thank God, Rashad White still catches passes, because otherwise he'd have no value in fantasy.
1: Yeah, he offers you nothing on the ground, but offers you everything through the air. That's a hundred percent right. And yeah. No, it's it, it's it's incredibly incredibly ugly. When you want to have Rashad White just be your running back. Emphasis on running. Um yeah, it's uh it's not pretty, and especially when you're talking about the lack of touchdowns too that uh that Rashad White is at. He only has one rushing touchdown in the year outside of that, nothing. So he's not getting it done with the touchdowns he's relying on that PPR upside what he gets with his receptions as adam said and you just got to hope that he's going to get you 5 6 catches for 50 60 yards and whatever he gets on the ground is just it's just an added bonus so it it's, it's it's just shitty it's just shitty but you got to keep on rolling rashad white out there and you also got to consider too that you know for what it's worth The Atlanta Falcons have not allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back all year. So you have to also allow you. Yeah, they have not allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back all year long. So you have to take that into consideration that a guy who has struggled to find holes with that offensive line, which, by the way, is banged up for sure. He has problems already and then goes up against this kind of defense where they've been very, very good against running backs. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a nightmare that was waiting to happen. But good to see Rashad White. Uh, definitely have a a very very good day, an RB two level day for him. Yep.
0: All right, let's move on into the four o'clock window, and talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and their trip to LA, which is basically a home game for them. I don't know if you were watching, but there were a lot of terrible towels. Yes, so far. there were.
1: Oh yeah, there were.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, great for Najee Harris and Jill Warren.
1: Both I wish scored. I
0: wish I could have traded out Bijan for Najee at this point. But, at this point, but you know, whatever. But still, they both scored, and uh, George Pickens still doing doing what he can. Still great. Uh, Deontay Johnson coming back. Welcome and back. Doing well. Nice day um crazy that the Steelers didn't score a passing touchdown but you know still it was and a rushing, good
1: rushing touchdown for Kenny Pickett though yes so three rushing a, and a touchdowns. nice bounce back week for the quarterbacks like last week the quarterbacks were so stinky this week a lot of them really really good weeks and i mean let's just like can we just talk about for a second that one of the most under the radar quiet four and two teams in the NFL are the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: I know. Well, you watch them in week one, get their doors blown off by San Francisco. And you're like, this team is going to go zero in 17. Mike and Tomlin. It, that's it. That, that yeah, That's it. A Tomlin. Well, coached team. One of the best coached teams in football, hands down,
1: hands down. And Mike, Com- Mike Tomlin deserves to win coach of the year. If he can somehow get this Steelers team into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean it's gonna be tough. He already has the win over Baltimore, which is good. Yeah. Um, and I think they do they, they didn't beat Cleveland. No, no, they did. They have yeah. two divi- they have two division wins already. And it seems like nobody else in that division wants to wants to win it. So listen, a chance. To their sch-
1: listen to the schedule they have coming up too. Just for the rest rest of the season. Jacksonville. That's probably a loss. Tennessee, that's a win. Green Bay, that could that could be a win. Cleveland, we don't know. We'll say a loss. We'll say a loss. Cincinnati, we'll say a loss. Arizona, who knows where they'll be. We could say they'll probably win that game at home. New England at home, win. Indianapolis could win that game. Cincinnati, probably an L. Seattle at Seattle, probably an L. Baltimore. They could be a nine and eight team and somehow sneak into the playoffs. That's wild. It is definitely within possibility that this team gets into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and honestly they're they I think that they might be able to split with the Bengals.
1: They definitely can. Oh, they definitely can. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all.
0: So, um yeah, that's going to be it's going to be interesting. But yeah, good game for Pittsburgh, for the Rams. Miles um, Gaskin was inactive, so he didn't have to deal with that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But then it was Royce Freeman. That was my best Jake impression. Sorry. <laughs> it was Royce our Freeman. Ol- our old friend, Royce Freeman. <laughs> that was actually very good.
1: That yeah. was very good. And it was also. Darrell Henderson, who got the rushing touchdown. And when I heard the news this morning that Zach Evans was just going to be your, your backup, who was the guy that I picked up right away over it uh, versus Darrell Henderson or Royce Raymond? Darrell Henderson.
0: Absolutely. I knew man. it. I fucking knew it. Man, don't the Rams wish they had Cam Akers? No, <laughs> Jake texted me that today. <laughs> Jake, Jake texted me that today.
1: He was like, man. Wouldn't the Rams just love to have Cam Akers right now? (laughs) Maybe they'll trade for him.
0: Maybe they'll trade back for Cam Akers.
1: Maybe they'll try and get Cam Akers back. I got to say, too, you know, the Cooper Cup. The Steelers did a good job. They doubled him. They kept them very much in check. But that allowed Puka Nakoa. It means no burpees. Both miss your days to have a day. Eight catches, 154 yards, 12 targets. Cooper Cup only seven
0: on the day. Listen, Nakua just does this. This is like, this is his thing. He's like, I'm going to catch a bunch of balls for for over 150 yards and then not score. And you know what's funny is that
1: earlier in the day, I talked shit about Nakua too. <laughs> so I deserve this. <laughs> how could i ever how could i ever go against a guy that's that that's the subject of my best song to date
0: didn't you start him in the guillotine i did oh yeah i did yeah i did well that that worked out for you
1: i just saw i just saw a a crazy trade offer that involved puka Nikola, and i was just like yeah no no that uh that can't happen
0: Do you remember oh, the, the trade Nikola. it means no for for the rest of your days. Can you say? Are you at liberty to talk? Yeah, about it, was this Puka, it was Puka Nakua for Josh Jacobs. Straight up. Oh, I mean,
1: I don't I know. know if Puka Nakua manager would do that. Yeah, if I the Josh Jacobs' manager, I would not have.
0: That's a crazy trade.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, and the rationale was Puka Nakua was a guy you got for free. Josh Jacobs was a guy you took in the first round.
0: Odds are. Yeah. Um anything else for this game? Uh no. No, it grew Alrighty. swiftly along. Let's move swiftly along. Oh, I can't talk about the Eagles because they're playing currently. Pun denied. All right. Uh Arizona. What? It laid out the pun. It's
1: right oh. there. Oh, right. Taylor,
0: it's Swift. right there. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Kansas City, oh, against Los Angeles.
1: The Kansas City Swifties against the Los Angeles Chargers.
0: Yes, the Los Angeles Superchargers. Yep, a thing that I'm happy that you don't do anymore.
1: Yeah, that, that one. That one. You know that that one. No, that was a that was a bad one.
0: Yeah, I think like you probably hurt your lose your voice saying that.
1: Oh, right now. Yeah, yeah. You lucky you got you lucky you got the Puka Nakua song out of me. And thank God there was no Adam Thielen today because oh, if I had to go, if I had to hit that that high with Adam Thielen, oof, that would not be good.
0: What? Sorry, I click Pro Tools by mistake. I oh. do this once, like once a week. Oh, it's okay. So I didn't. I was, hear I was, it was talking the... about.
1: I was talking about the Adam Thielen song, and how if I had to sing the Adam Thielen oh. song right now, that'd be very, very, very bad.
0: Oh well, I was gonna, yeah. The go chargers thing really—I feel like that hurts your or hurts the old vocal cords. It does, it does. And so my I'm vocal, that you don't my do vocal cords
1: anymore. are are now insured, so need to protect them at all costs.
0: Of course, yeah. You know, back when you were in college, you were like, "Oh, I'll, I'll just do this. I'll I let it this.
1: fucking rip." Now they are insured.
0: I'll just do this my for forever and make this my entire thing.
1: Go chargers, go. go Chad. There you go. That's
0: That was much nicer. That was much nicer. It's a lot more muted. A lot more minimalist. Go charges. Well, you'll be saying no charges. No charges. No charges. Because uh, after you look at uh, Austin Eckler's fantasy line.
1: One catch. Are we fucking kidding? Like, what? What? Of course. Of course. We see. Josh Kelly ripping off a 62-yard touchdown. Like, yeah, that's awesome. That's exactly what I wanted to see today. As um, you do. Listen, you got to keep just pumping Eckler out there. I mean, what other choice do you have?
0: You have 49, keep... by the way.
1: 49-yard 40, touchdown? Yes. Okay, my apologies. You have to keep turning Eckler out there. You have to. You're an idiot if you sit him. You're an idiot. And if someone's looking to trade him, oh, hop in on that. Yes, please. Keenan Allen, he was doubled. He was doubled throughout this entire game. Um, Please, almighty God, start him against the Chicago Bears next week. As if you needed me to tell you that, start yeah. him.
0: And Josh Palmer. Oh, Josh Palmer. Look at this. Nice.
1: Well, they they doubled up Keenan Allen that left someone else on an island. Who was the guy that was on the island? It was Josh Palmer, five for a buck, 33, seven targets. Gerald Everett got into the end zone as well. It's now two straight weeks with a touchdown for Gerald Everett, but we got to wait and see what his status is. He's got a quad injury. We'll say if there is no Gerald Everett, Donald Parham could definitely be interesting. Classic
0: random touchdown guy is Donald, Donald Parham.
1: Yeah, we saw him at the beginning of the year too. Start off the year hot. Three touchdowns in three games. With a more consistent workload, if there's no Gerald Everett. Palmer could be interesting as a streamer next week against the Bears too. Yeah, that could be something that I that I could be interested in in deeper leagues.
0: Yeah, and this is two straight weeks for Palmer, so this could be pretty good for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely can be. We we saw this, we saw this coming, and still, Josh Palmer clearly a number two with no Mike Williams over Quentin Johnson.
0: Yep. Um, for Kansas City. Great game for Mahomes um, through touchdowns to four different guys. And that's it's pretty good, I would say. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, of course, Mikko Hardman did a thing after he gets traded to Kansas City.
1: Yeah, what's so funny is I had no idea that was Mikko Hardman. Well, yeah, he it, changed his jersey. It looked like he was 15 years old. I was like, who, who's the 15-year-old down on the field right now? And it could have fooled me, being in New York. Like, my God, there's Arthur Avenue, there's Chinatown, there, there's lots of good restaurants in New York. I know, I know there are. But put on some weight there, bud. <laughs> Guy didn't have, you know, uh, he didn't have, you know, Taco Tuesdays in, uh, in in New York, or you know, didn't go for a nice Friday calzone on Arthur Ave. Like, come on now.
0: He didn't get but any bacon, egg, and cheeses while he was in uh in jersey clearly in not city.
1: clearly not and what michael hardman do yeah just kind of the same old status quo but he's back with the chiefs so he'll, he'll eventually have a game where michael hardman goes off and he becomes a thing again
0: it'll happen yep um isaiah pachaco scored so really uh saved his day but he's uh i don't know the chiefs have just been kind of meh running the football Mm-hmm. So, Isaiah Pacheco was is really good for you at PPR, but that's about it. He has these games. He has
1: these games where it's either he goes nuts or it's very meh on the ground. The last three weeks, really, two of the last three have been meh with under 3.5 yards per carry, 3.9 against against the Broncos. Uh, the last good game they had came against the New York Jets in a game where the Kansas City Chiefs have absolutely lost, but the referees decided to Put their input on the game and rob the New York Jets of a victory per per usual. How am I doing, Adam? Do I sound like a Jets fan?
0: Yes, you do. And I very much appreciate it. Oh, the smile on my face. Yeah, no so, problem. No problem. Here to help. Thank you for pandering
1: to to our audience. You are quite welcome. Um, As for Rushy Rice, it's an touchdown for him. He is getting more and more time. And this is what we need to be seeing. Rushy Rice going forward. This is not only is he a flex play, but he is the receiver that I want to be starting for the Kansas City Chiefs going forward. He, look, he looks great. He really does, and he just looks like that he's developing something with with Patrick Mahomes. And you know, MVS three for eighty four and a touchdown. That's awesome. He has these games every now and again. Get ready for next week where MVS is going to have one for four against the Broncos. Like, please don't waste a waiver claim on MVS. I'm begging you.
0: I agree. He just does this. He's just so streaky. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And that guy, Mahomes and Kelsey. Yeah. They're pretty good. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. They're, they, they,
0: they, 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 they're pretty good. They, I, um, Arizona going into Seattle. um, I mean, I don't know. Josh Jobs kind of came back down to earth in this one.
1: He needed he needed the rushing touchdown to, to really save his day from being a true stinker. Because man oh man, but I mean, but hey, they're waiting for Kyler Murray at this point. And they're playing I give him credit. They they are playing hard football. And Shane Steichen has this team playing hard.
0: Uh no, it's not him.
1: Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon. I get I get the two I get the two mixed up. Forgive me. Well
0: both Eagles guys. So. Both
1: Eagles guys. Yeah, I get the mixed up. Jonathan Gannon. You, you know what I meant. Hasn't playing hard. They're they're, they're playing hardball. They they look competitive, which is far from what I expected from this team. Uh, you know, before week one. But um, yeah, they just they're 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 losing games to teams that are just better than them, and and like that that's that's fine. It happens, especially when you're clearly rebuilding but we're going to have to wait and see what this team looks like with, with Kyler. Um, it could be as soon as next week. You never know. Uh, I don't, I kind think, of it, agree I don't with, think I don't think it's going to be.
0: I agree with, I don't know if it was either you or Jake or both of you, but I do think it, they're probably going to wait out the rest, like to the edge of the 21 week or 21 day window for Kyler.
1: I mean, it was probably Jake.
0: Yeah, probably. Jake. Um, but yeah, I do. I do think that that's the case. So time's running out for you to just pick up Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, so and stash him on your IR because there might be a chance you might just get a quarterback for free. Correct. Correct. Um, for the Seattle Seahawks, surprising active, which was uh, DK Metcalf with that rib issue.
1: Yeah, he's he's been banged up now for a couple weeks, so. I'm not surprised that the the Seahawks decided to say, you know what, let's let's just give you a little rest here. And and from what I understand, he got more banged up last week versus Cincinnati, and and it got to a point where they just, they have to had to sit DK down for for a week, which is which is okay. You know, it it, it is what it is. They should be winning this game uh, without DK Metcalf and. uh...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, My start of the week. I backed him. I backed him. If anybody listens to the mailbag, I wasn't going to make it my start of the week. But I said, screw it. I backed him all week. JS said. Fuck yeah.
0: There there you go, JS Catching his first NFL touchdown.
1: Yeah. And who would have thought the two leading receivers in fantasy today from the Seattle Seahawks would have been Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jake Bobo. Over Tyler Lockett. Yep.
0: Over Tyler Lockett. Who would have thought But
1: again? This is what the Cardinals do. They shut down number one receivers and they did it again. Tyler Lockett was the number one receiver for for the Seahawks today. He was taken away and shut down. And it led for it gave Jackson Smith and Jake Bobo an opportunity to show what they got. And I'm telling you, if there's no Lockett there next year, JSN is just gonna be oh my God, he's gonna be an awesome Awesome fantasy pick for you next year.
0: Yeah, I don't know how the Cardinals do it with the with the show, you know, number ones.
1: It thing. makes no sense. It makes absolutely <laughs> no sense because the the defense is pretty stinky everywhere else. Did you see this that that the chart that they showed up or the graph that they showed up, whatever the hell it was, the number of I believe that there were only two pass passing attempts for Geno. At one point in this game, where there was significant quarterback pressure on him, and then every other time it was like thirteen out of the dropbacks, there was no pressure because they were I just rushing for the entire game and drop and then dropping seven.
0: I did not see that, but that's wild, hilarious. Wild! That's a hilarious graphic.
1: Yeah, that's At like he was over two over two when pressured, and then. 11 for 13 at whenever they showed this graphic when he wasn't pressured and just had six, seven seconds to just pick where he wanted to go. Gee, what a stunning graphic that is.
0: Half of his incompletions came when he was pressured. He only had four incompletions today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's almost as funny as when Connor Bernard scored his first goal and they're like chasing Gretzky. Here's, here's how many Connor Bernard has to score to, to catch Wayne Gretzky. He's closing in. He's closing in. He's right on his heels. Gretzky, he's sweating a little bit. Watch out. It's yeah, it is weird with the Cardinals though. I love, you know, I love that dude, Connor Bradard, too. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, oh, Buda Baker did play in this game. He did. Yeah, he returned. Yeah, so that's good. Um, all right, we have the last game, and that is Green Bay and Denver. This is Denver's first home win of the season. What a wild game.
1: Yeah, Jordan Love stinks.
0: Yeah, that was a bad pick at the end of the game. Indeed, it was. was. You were in field goal range. Why are you chucking it deep? It doesn't make any sense.
1: No, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's a young quarterback that's still trying to learn on the job. And granted, did he kill you? No. 15 point day for him. Not bad. But AJ Dillon getting getting more fantasy points today than than Aaron Jones. Granted, they could be also you know easing Aaron Jones back into it. You know, I, I get that. But seventeen touches to eleven. It was a stinky yeah. situation in Green Bay already for Aaron Jones, and uh, yeah, this does nothing to uh, ease anybody's concerns when it comes to. When it comes to Aaron Jones moving, moving forward. And and honestly, Christian Watson too.
0: Yeah. I was actually going to ask you about that. Do you know what's going on with Christian Watson? Uh,
1: my guess is that he's hurt. My guess is that he's still not a hundred percent. And at well, this he, point
0: like, collapsed on the sideline. I, don't know I if did you saw see that.
1: that. Yeah, I did see that.
0: I was like, did he like, tear up his knee or something? No, no. Cause he came back into the game. Oh, Weird, yeah. Because yeah, he like limped over to the sidelines, and then once he got to the sideline, he just fell. So I apologize; he did not come back
1: into the game after that.
0: Oh well, yeah, I think they threw the pick like the next play.
1: Yeah, he did not come back into the game after that. So that that that's that's on me. I have to do uh, I have to do some 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 digging on that because it was on his final target when when that happened. And then as Adam said, yes, he, they threw the pick, and then that was it.
0: Yeah, I don't know if ESPN has anything about that. No, uh, yeah. I I wouldn't think so. Probably not. Which is, yeah, that's weird.
1: Someone um, will probably ask about about Watson and in, uh, in a post game, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, I'm sure Matt Lafleur has some information on that. If not, I'm sure, and maybe we will have to wait till Monday. But that's just, it's worrying because Kristen Watson like just came back, and they've already had the buy. As well, so we had the bot. So we had the the hamstring injury, came back for a couple weeks, then had the bye, and now this. Hopefully, you know it's not a different injury or anything like that. It's just it's rough from his end. So it, it
1: is looking like it's a knee.
0: Oh, that's but... worrying
1: yeah so I'm just looking at uh one of the doctors on Twitter that I do trust um he may have an MRI tomorrow that there could be a an MCL situation going on there if not ACL, which would not be good but uh that's from some doctor one of the doctors on on Twitter that I do that I do that I do trust let me just get his name. Uh, Deepak chona. All right.
0: Yeah. So, so just keep got, monitoring. He's got ahead. a bunch
1: of information on it on his uh on his Twitter page. Let me just get the handle. Uh sport MD analytics. So any questions about that or any information that you want to see more on that, uh go check out his Twitter. But I have not heard anything uh that came from the mouth of uh Matt LaFleur.
0: Yeah, and if he does miss time, um Jaden Reed looked pretty good. Yeah, and, and and Romeo Dobbs too. Romeo Dobbs scored a touchdown. Yep. So did Jaden Reed. Yep, they both did. Yeah. <laughs> um, Luke Musgrave also went out with uh with a concussion. That was a that was rough to look at. That hit to the head. Yeah, that was that led to, led to an concussion injection.
1: too for for Musgrave.
0: Yeah, that's really worrying. Yeah, it is for sure. Um, for Denver. So. Well, okay. It's not like this is no victory lap because Javante Williams did score, but at least he was better for you than he was last week, for sure, for sure. And and this was this was definitely taking
1: advantage of you know the matchup and trying to play it. Um, thank God he didn't score because I would have looked very, very, very bad after publicly pleading with the world not to start Javante Williams on on uh, Fantasy Pros this week, and he didn't score. Thank you, God. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he almost did. He had a touchdown uh, wiped away.
1: He did. And I was thrilled. Not because I don't want to see Javante Williams succeed, but just because I want to make sure that I'm not wrong.
0: No, it's because you have a, a personal vendetta against Javante Williams.
1: Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. Yes, I have, I have a personal vendetta against him.
0: I knew it. We all knew it. Yep, of course. Of course. All right. Just making sure we're clear on that. Crystal. <laughs> Crystal clear. Crystal. <laughs> all right. Cool. God, I hope people understand sarcasm.
1: I would hope so. I would hope our, our ho- I would hope our list our 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 viewer base has more than five brain cells.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. Do.
1: I know you do. You beautiful fucking people. Sorry for swearing. Beautiful yeah. fucking people. Man of the people here. Big time cursor. Yes, we. Our listeners are very intelligent. My listeners are very intelligent. I don't know about your listeners. My listeners are very
0: intelligent. I have no comment. Our <laughs> listeners are very intelligent. Yes, yes. Beautiful people. We want to be united here. Roland Sutton's still good. Yep.
1: Yep. And Jerry Judy still stinks.
0: Yeah, Jerry Judy did catch five passes. Whoopie. Still Whoopee. hasn't scored. He still hasn't scored. He had 10 points for you in PPR. In Whoopee. full. Whoopee. Um and the running back situation is a mess. I'm interested to see how it is at home against Kansas City next
1: week. For, for what it's worth, and this will be the final thought on uh, on this, if Jackson Smith and Jigba is somehow available on your waiver wires, I would drop Jerry Judy for Jackson Smith and Jigba.
0: Okay. I think that that's a good idea. Sensible. Who's better offense, Seattle or Denver? Well, who In has Seattle. more upside? In Jigba exactly
1: yeah for sure
0: Jerry Judy is going nowhere
1: no he's going nowhere fast unless he's traded that actually you know what keep Judy until the deadline passes and then if Judy is still on the Broncos after the deadline then drop him
0: I wonder what Judy, Jerry Judy is probably gonna go for like a fifth round pick
1: uh he's younger though and he's on he's still on his rookie contract he might Gather like a fourth any place.
0: Yeah, I'd almost want him for the Jets. I think like he would be good there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think any team is looking for for any sort of receiver help. I think Dallas makes sense. Kansas City makes sense, but they won't trade him within the division. That's silly. I, I look at you know a team outside the division and preferably outside the conference. So just looking Dallas. at NFC, t- NFC teams that could use. You know, wide receiver help the ones that immediately jump off the page. The Giants, who they, who Jerry Judy has been linked to for Infinity and Beyond, it it, it feels like the Packers make a lot of sense. Uh, Cowboys make a lot of sense. Said that before. Uh, maybe, maybe the Bears, maybe, but that feels a little stinky. And then the one that I also that I think makes a lot of sense and look out for this one because I know they've made calls about him. The Carolina Panthers, because they are known to be in the market for a number one receiver. I just don't know if like that's like the the shiny toy that you need to get Bryce Young. But the Bama connection helps. Did they even? They didn't even play together? They didn't play together. No, but they could be united on the on the you know roll tide front.
0: You might as well be like, oh, we'll trade him to fucking New England because True. he. <laughs> Because
1: honestly, you know, you know what? Mac Jones, Mac Jones with Jerry Judy. Call me crazy. That wouldn't be that bad. Honestly, (laughs) honestly, Jerry Judy would walk in there as the best receiver that the Patriots have. I'm not even kidding.
0: Yeah, probably. Probably, definitely. I think, I mean, Detroit could be an interesting option for Judy.
1: Mm. It could be, but. I think if they trade for Judy, that just signals that they're kind of done with Jamison Williams.
0: Ironically, another Alabama receiver.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see the trade deadline. Hopefully the trade deadline is actually interesting this year. I,
1: listen, I've heard, I've heard some things that I'm not at liberty to say. Um, it On has air. been, it, it Look at last year. and Look at the rumblings that took place last year and some of the moves that that happened. Cowboys were very busy at the deadline. They they made the trade for Jonathan Hankins. They looked to make the trade for Brandon Cooks. There are a lot of things that could potentially happen depending on circumstances. Um, I will say, though, that quite possibly with the Broncos winning today, that might take some of the shine out of it because the Broncos were like one team that I had heard that, were considering really, really blowing it up in a in a in a big way, but them winning today, maybe that takes some of the allure out of them potentially, you know, going gangbusters and blowing the whole thing uh, out of the water.
0: Well, I don't see it, but you know, I'm not a GM, so <laughs> right, right. I don't think one win against the Packers that you had to like basically squeak out really changes anything but you know whatever i don't work for an nfl team
1: right exactly neither do i so neither do i I just i just do their dirty work for them
0: (laughs) yes well thank you for listening to this episode of the basin talk podcast fantasy show you can find all episodes where you get your podcast be sure to leave a five-star review and let us know how much you love the podcast and submit questions to the mailbag so they can be answered every saturday of the nfl season or the mailbag for my co host the bird, so I'm Adam Castor. We'll talk to you next time.
1: Right here, take care, God bless. Bye bye.